stay here. Christ, that was quick. Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today we're going to be talking about the Netflix animated feature, The House. Now, for those of you unaware, and there's going to be a lot of you, The House is pretty much... I would like to describe it as the kind of movie that you would probably watch in a film class, maybe an animation class, more so than something that you would probably stumble upon on your own. Unless you're really into this stuff, which I am. It's something that I had heard about for quite a while. I'm not sure when exactly this was released. The unfortunate thing about Netflix is that they are very bad at announcing when they release stuff. They just mention it and you'll just kind of forget about it, which is no surprise given where they're currently at. But yeah, The House was one that I remember seeing stuff for that I was kind of interested in because it's a stop-motion animated feature that is three short stories. Uh, Apparently, it was supposed to be a series um, before it just got turned into a movie, all focused on pretty much people obsessing over this house. Like, each short is its own thing. It's kind of like, think of like The Twilight Zone or just like any kind of anthology series with the only connecting tissue being that it takes place in this house. Like, it's different universes, different timelines, whatever. It's just all in this house. And yeah, it doesn't play like you normally would see a lot of these kid features to play like. Because it's not. It's really, like, you know, it's even rated as, like, MA, which is pretty much, like, R-rated, whatever. And it's, you know, for what it is, it's definitely a really good animated feature. I, I really do enjoy the animation in it. It's got, you know, that special to the, uh, I mean, not to the um, stop motion look that you would normally expect from, you know, something like this. There's some incredible sequences, like in the second sequence, there's a whole bit with bugs um, dancing and it's, you know, it's creepy, it's nasty, but it's very impressive. But yeah, like, so it's three different stories. And for the most part, I will say up front that this is a movie where I was more impressed by the animation and the vibe of the movie than I was with the actual stories. Not that the stories are bad, you know, the movie is still, you know, it's it's mostly fine. It, you know, it's, it's you know, overall, I would say it's it's a, it's a really good one to watch if you need something um, animated from Netflix. It, it's just that story-wise, a lot of these are just kind of like, I mean, you could have done that better or... You could have, you know, emphasized all, like, the horror aspect a little bit more. Like, not that I wanted it to be, like, you know, very bloody or gruesome or anything like that. But, I, I don't know, like, I, I never really feel, like, all that terrified. Like, it, it's usually just the vibe of it that it gets me, like, okay, this is kind of spooky. But at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not fully invested with what's going on. Again, it's not because it's necessarily bad. It's not. I, I don't know. I, I do like a lot of the animation in it. Um, and, and the overall feel to it is great. It's just, well, you know what, Let, let's get into, like, the stories. Um, the first story is pretty much, like, this family that moves into it because, um, pretty much, like, the, like, the father is, is being taunted by his relatives because, I guess, his father was kind of a screw-up and they now view him as a screw-up. So he pretty much gets his family, um, moved into this house, like, after he gets, um, meets this, this, um, weird, weird guy who pretty much is like, oh yeah, we'll serve you and all that, you know, pretty much they make it sound like a great place. The daughter is, because, because, well, there's two kids, um, the older daughter is pretty much like, I don't know, this, this feels kind of weird and even though they take a liking to the place right away, it's very obvious that something's gonna go wrong. Um, the father is constantly obsessing over little things. Um, the mother is obsessing over making drapes. And as it goes along, the older daughter and her 
baby sister are pretty much getting lost around this place. Like, they're not able to find where they can go downstairs because they're... You, you see, like, the assistants in this place are constantly shifting where things are. And there's always a sense of, like, okay, there's something very wrong in this place and they're trying to maybe abuse these people. Like, even the, the like the main assistant that you see is pretty much doing weird things, weird suggestions, as you see other assistants throughout the place, like, just tearing the place apart and just never saying anything. And, and you know, that stuff is really effective in creating this mood of, like, okay, what's going on? What's wrong with this place? Are these people even normal? And the payoff is fine. I mean, it, it's pretty much, um, without giving it away, you know, both the parents get consumed by their obsessions with this place, while... The, the daughter remains sane and manages to hope against hope, uh, get her sister out of this place. But of course, it's not a, a very happy ending just because things go wrong. That stuff works, but at the same time, it's just like, well, I'm not saying I necessarily wanted an exact answer for everything that was going on. I, I, I never really get a sense of like, okay, so what exactly is supposed to be going on around here? Like, why exactly is this family being tortured the way they are especially because early on you don't get a sense of like oh these people are you know like selfish or anything it's just like the house is manipulating them to be like you know obsessed with little things and fine you know i i get it sometimes you know that in itself is is enough but i don't know for me i i just kind of feel like i don't know maybe they could have done a little bit more with that to help it um be be creepier like maybe make it feel a lot more dreadful. Um, but it's, it, like I said, it, it's not as necessarily bad. It, it's still really nice to look at. And you, since you always have that mood of like, okay, something's going wrong here, it, it does effectively work for the most part. The second short was probably the one that I was most confused by. Like, not, not so much in terms of what was going on with it, but just because I was like, okay, I'm not entirely sure what I'm supposed to be getting out of this short. Uh, more so than the the first or even the last one because it's basically like it, it's a mouse who's um it's a mouse who's a, a like a realtor who's basically trying to sell the, the you know the house and it starts off with like okay there's a bunch of bugs and he's killing them all because you know hey no one wants to buy a bug infested house and this is the one where like I said there's that um dance sequence um that I mentioned earlier that is really nice to look at and it's an incredible piece. It's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's just that it's weird that it happens in the short that I'm like, I don't know, this one definitely needed more time to work with what whatever was trying to do because there's a whole thing where like the, the, the realtor is constantly calling this um, person, I believe it's his dentist, and eventually it's like, oh, the dentist doesn't want to talk to him and he's kind of uh, bothered by this guy constantly calling him and it's like I kind of wanted to know more of what was going on there like wh why was he calling constantly calling this person and talking to him and then there's a whole thing where like okay these two people these two rats um that have weird shapes and you kind of know where they're going because you know they both kind of look like bugs um in, in terms of their body shape move in and he's like like the realtor is trying to be nice because like hey well they say they want to buy it, but, you know, they're taking advantage of this, and, you know, it goes crazy, like, eventually, um, the, the two rat, bug-like people, um, start bringing in their family, and, of course, the realtor is mad about it, and then he goes crazy, and eventually, I mean, I, I don't really don't want to spoil it, but, you know, it's, like, the most obvious ending that you could think of for, um, rat owning a place, 
going crazy and then, you know, meeting with bug-looking rats. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's really an obvious ending, but, it, you know, it felt obvious once I started watching it. And, again, it's it's another one where I'm like, the vibe of it is nice. It, it does feel creepy. It does feel like there's always a sense of dread here. Um, I do like the animation in it, but story-wise, I'm just like, realtor has people in there, and it's like, I don't know if it's trying to say something or not, but it doesn't feel like it's really communicating it other than it's just, this is creepy. And if that's all it is, that's I, I guess that's fine. But I, I don't know. It's definitely one where I would have preferred them try to expand more, like maybe further showcase, like, okay, maybe, you know, make the rat question whether or not he's crazy or they're crazy. Uh, he never really does that, which is weird because, again, at some point, it's mentioned, like, I, I guess, like, the dentist person that he's calling is... Um, bothered by him even though he's constantly calling um that person so it's kind of like wait was the dentist always bothered by this person or like what exactly led to this um conclusion so it would have been nice to you know have maybe the character had this self-introspection kind of moment where he started realizing like wait a second maybe you know everything around me is normal but i'm the one who's acting crazy you never really get that he's always kind of aware that everything around him is going mad and when the short does try to suggest that maybe he's the crazy one, it just never really fully delves into it, so it, it doesn't feel like it's um all that important. So that's, I don't know, I guess that's definitely the thing that I had the issue with on this one. Even though, for the most part, it is a really solid-looking short, it's a really impressive one visually, like I said before, it has my favorite sequence in the whole thing with dancing, Um but beyond that, it's just not that deep of a story and it feels like it's trying to be deeper which then it goes back with the with the last one which it's the one that i i know some people will probably like it the least just because it's um the one that kind of plays a bit more straightforward like it's so creepy and weird but you kind of get the idea of like okay so that's what it's about um right away even before it finishes and for the most part while it is i guess that way a bit more generic and safe compared to the other two in terms of what it's trying to do and and say. I just feel like maybe that's all that's really needed. Just looking a bit more straightforward. Like I, I, I do appreciate stuff being weird, and I do like certain movies that go in all in on the weird, but at the same time, it, it really all depends on whether or not they're able to fully deliver on what they're trying to say, which is the main problem I had with the, the previous two shorts, is that it, it feels more like they're trying to be weirder, more so than trying to say something. Um, which, again, isn't necessarily a bad thing, it's just that since they are trying to say things, it's just like, I, I don't know, I, I feel like you could have added a bit more on what you're trying to say. Um, this last short is another one where it's talking animals. In this case, it's cats. Uh, basically, the house is now mostly underwater. Like, it's never really specified what exactly is going on, but though, like, there's water rising. It's almost like water world in a way. You got the, like, the main, uh, cat who is, like, the landlord of this place, and she's got two tenants, uh, both of which aren't paying her, and... As far as I know, this is the only one where it has, like, a really big name. I mean, granted, this is more of a UK-based thing, so maybe I just don't know all these celebrities. But you got Helena Bonham Carter, 
voices one of the tenants in this one, so that's kind of neat. But yeah, you got these cats, and pretty much like the Helena Bonham Carter cat uh, brings in another another cat. Like she's basically like the spiritual kind of kind of person. Um, the other cat is more of like a lazy artistic type, and of course, like the the tenant, like the the, the landlord, is um already annoyed of both of them because it's like, well, I, I need to get paid because I want to, you know, fix this house. Even though both of the cats are pretty much trialing her like, yeah, this place is kind of falling apart. I mean, don't you notice the, the water is constantly rising? Uh, maybe it's time to move on from where you're at. Um, which is basically the whole thing about the short. I mean, th- this, this other cat that comes in is pretty much saying like, oh yeah, I'll help you fix up this place. But instead it's like, he, he makes a boat for, 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 um, himself and the Helena Bonham Carter cat, but he also makes a boat for, um, the other cat that's, that's living with them, and the landlord cat is pretty much getting annoyed by this, and she's complaining, like, oh, you're tearing up the place just to make your boats, there's no reason for you guys to leave, you guys should be paying me, I'm tired of this, you know, blah, 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 you know, you already kind of figured, like, okay, so this whole thing's gonna be about moving on, but again, it, it works because it's like, okay, look, it's got the animation, it's got the creepy vibe of what's going on. Uh, not as creepy as the other two, because you at least kind of know what's going on. But that's okay, because since you do know what's going on, you get a, a, a firm understanding of like, okay, so this is what I'm supposed to be feeling for this short. I'm supposed to be caring whether or not this cat, um, landlord, is going to realize like, okay, it's time to move on. Or if she decides to be selfish and you know, just stay right there. Like, you kind of don't want her just to, to leave. And, look, I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, this one is the only one that actually has a happy ending. So, you know, do with that what you will. The cat eventually, you know, learns her lesson. And, you know, in the end, you know, it's pretty much straightforward. But I at least appreciate that it's, you know, trying to basically center this all on one thing. It's not just trying to be weird for weird's sake. And it's... Focusing on a, a main theme of like, okay, this is what we want this character to learn. And I really like that for the, for this short. I'm not saying the other ones needed a more straightforward story, but I appreciate it for at least focusing on what it wants to be. Which I guess is what I've been trying to say with those other shorts is like, it never really feels clear like what they want it to be, whether it's like this absurdist piece, a, a message for, for people, or just something really creepy. Like, I, I know there's a running thing of, of obsession with each of the shorts, whether it's, you know, characters obsessing over the house or just a specific thing in the house. But this is the only one where it ever really feels like, okay, this is exactly what it's trying to say. And I think it works for that, even if maybe for some people they would like the more absurd stuff. The other shorts are definitely there. I don't know if that really will deliver for those people, just because I do like my absurd stuff too. I do like stuff like the Yellow Submarine, which I know is weird, but you know maybe not absurd in the same way as this is. But my my general point is that like I I've seen other stuff that are, are definitely absurd that I think um handle a little bit better. Um, there was an Adult Swim cartoon. I don't know if it's still going, and I'm kind of blanking out on its name right now. But there there's definitely an Adult Swim uh show that's like a stop motion thing where it's a bunch of absurd stuff, which I think makes it work a little bit better, just because. It, 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 it's upfront like sometimes maybe it doesn't have a real meaning at all sometimes it's just weird stuff going on this one again since the shorts do try to have like this kind of coherent um, meaning and theme 
to it, it, it kind of works against it. But for the most part, I'd still recommend it just for the amazing stop motion effects on it. The, the animation is great. Uh, I, I really wish Netflix would promote more stuff like this, especially when they try to act like they're like the saviors of animation. And I know that's not even really true anymore since they were canceling a bunch of stuff, but for a good while they were like, oh yeah, you know, we got all this animation stuff that other people aren't doing. And it's like, you know, even if that were still the case, you were still really bad at announcing the stuff. Like, you know, there, there are certainly animated features like this or the Willoughby's. Even Klaus didn't really get much. I mean, Klaus definitely was the one that probably broke through the most, but, you know, you, you do get a sense that they don't advertise these as well as they could, especially for a, as big a platform as they are. But yeah, the house, if you want something that's creepy um, and well animated, this is right up your alley. I do think that it, it should have tried focusing more on creating um, stronger narratives, especially for those first two shorts. But at the very least, it does always kind of feel creepy. It just feels like there's something always kind of missing from that, like something that would have really push that creepiness over from beyond just feeling creepy or looking creepy. Like, you know, just if the story had been, you know, stronger, it could have really messed with your mind a lot more than just your mood as you're watching it or your eyes as you're, you know, watching it. Still, it's definitely one worth watching. And if you're watching the show, this is one I highly recommend just because it is a visual treat, and, of course, I always want to see, you know, more obscure stuff succeed, especially when it's good. So, yeah, I mean, not my my favorite of the stuff that I've ever done, but it's definitely one that I would like to see more people talk about and more people, you know, give their own um, feelings about. I mean, maybe someone could provide an insight that maybe I haven't seen that would make it more interesting for me. Who knows? But, yeah, I, I feel like that's about as much as I can say. And I just want to say thank you for listening. This has been Octavian Macias. And I hope to see you again next time. I've invested my whole life in this house. What's happened? Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And with that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again. And I hope to see you in the coming future.